Hello, and welcome to the Coastal Drone Podcast. My name is Kate Glasson. I'm the Director of Operations here at Coastal Drone Co. And you can call me Coastal Kate, which is also how you'll find me on Instagram. As Coastal Drone expands, we're looking to bring you more ways to take in all there is to know about drones and the industry and the hobby. We want to make sure you subscribe so you can get updates when we post something new. I'm looking forward to bringing you interviews with experts, deep dives into topics, and some product reviews as well. And if there's something that you want us to cover, be sure to let us know. You can get in touch with us in all the usual ways on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. So make sure you subscribe and there's more coming really soon. Welcome everybody to the Coastal Drone Podcast. My name's Alec. I'm the president and one of the co-founders of Coastal Drone. And I'm happy to be here with Keaton. Uh, Keaton is one of our students. Um, he's an advanced uh, certified pilot and he has his own company. And we're going to talk today about how to uh, earn money as a drone pilot, um, how, to, uh, how to use different tools in your toolbox to, to make things uh, more beneficial for you as a drone pilot uh, and moving forward into this industry. So welcome, Keaton. Hey, Alex, thanks for having me. Yeah, my pleasure. So Keaton, maybe you could just give everyone a little background on yourself, um, when you became certified, uh, what you do with your drone and, and, and how it helps you and your, your company to make money. Yeah, absolutely. So I became certified about early last year. So um, in yeah, early 2019 there. Um, and it has pretty much been a game changer. Um, I come from a filmmaking and directing background, so I mainly work on commercial and branded content for larger uh, national clients across Canada. Um, I graduated university this year with, uh, with a degree, so along with everyone else, I was kind of thrown into the downtrend of unemployment with COVID there. Um, fortunately, though, I was able to kind of pivot, and um, I've been growing my name and my company throughout the years of high school and also university. Um, and with this already kind of having the advanced drone license, um, I was able to hit the ground running pretty much after graduation. Um, and I use drones on a daily basis in my work. Um, for filmmaking, it sounds like it, you know, it might, be, it might be the odd time, but I have people solely hiring me out just for drone shoots. So it's been a pretty big game changer. Um, and yeah, I just, I mean, even just for the last year and a half, I felt I've been able to really grow in the space here and continue to uh, grow and learn. Awesome. So, um, so what is your company called, Keaton? Yeah. So the company's called Edgestone Media. Um, so we've been pretty much uh, going going strong since I guess it would be about seven years ago now. Um, but pretty much just um, j just incorporated this year and became more of a uh, a real company, which has been quite the change. Congratulations. So this is your full time you. full time gig. This is you don't do anything else. It is, yeah. I've been lucky to make it my full-time gig. Um, even throughout um, high school and university, I was uh, admittedly uh, doing it pretty much full-time. So I was pretty much burning the candle there with uh, the after-hours um, kind of time that I've been putting in, into my into myself and the company um, with studying for exams and trying to balance that. But it's uh, it's been it's been going pretty good though. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, I think one of the really cool things and interesting things about your story is. You represent um, Gen Z, I guess, or just just before Gen Z, but mm -hmm. um, and and there's so many people like like you out there um, that we come into contact with every day on our platform. 
but that are that are finishing high school, maybe in university like you were and saying, hey, um, how do I make money? How do I make some extra money with this drone? I'm going to invest in a pot certificate. I'm going to invest time and resources into this thing. And I also love flying it. How how do I make this work for me too? So um, we we see a lot of people um, like you kind of looking at this. It's it's really cool to see someone like you who's who's successfully doing it and able to do it full time. And that's that's really how we want to amplify your voice um, on this on this podcast, but on this platform. And as we move forward, creating courses to help uh, people um, do what you've done. So, what uh, what drone is your favorite drone? What's your what's your uh, choice? Good question. Um... It very much depends on the project, I find. So for smaller projects, I usually just go with the Mavic. Um, Which Mavic's Mavic? been uh, the Mavic 2 Pro there. The 2 Pro, okay. Yeah, yeah. So that's probably been my, been my go-to in the recent, in the re- recent year here. Um, I find it to be super, super compact for, for kind of smaller run-and-gun shoots. Um, for the larger ones, usually the Inspire 2. Um, those I've had probably the most hands-on with. Um, I haven't yet gotten to... Um, try kind of the bigger ones, um, like the M300 and things like that. But I, uh, yeah, no, I've, uh, I've been really kind of trying to grow the roster at a steady pace. Um, so hopefully as, as the technology increases, I'll be able to expand that, expand that mm-hmm. roster there. Do you, do you see yourself looking at other companies um, other than DJI? For, for for what I need right now, not necessarily. DJI has been pretty much um, the front runner um, from what I could have kind of seen from my personal view. But um, yeah, I think I've, I've been seeing some other companies kind of coming out with uh, with like comparative models. But yeah, I guess time time will tell. Yeah the the sky the sky dial um, is looking really interesting. And I was actually just just watching um, one of the launches for the FreeFly Alta X, the new the new platforms that they're coming out with, which are crazy. One of our clients actually, Peacemaker Filmworks. Um, oh, we, yeah. do, we do a lot of the regulation, like consulting for them when they have complex operations in in, in, in controlled airspace. Mm-hmm. And uh, those guys are those guys are wild. Um, oh. I need to get them on the podcast. <laughs> that would be great. Yeah. Um, so yeah, interesting contrast because the last person I had on Ali Miri of U Aviation, he's got a team of like six. He's flying lidar. He's got like mm. I think he's got I think he said ten machines now, um, mostly DJI as well, but but with lots of different kinds of sensors. So it's it's cool to see um, the spread of of, of drone operation. Um, you know, being a single operator like yourself. Well, that's a good question. Do you have anyone else that you work with, or is it just you mostly? Yeah, ma- mainly just me right now, um, especially with the yeah, just the kind of I'll call it like a, a startup phase in in the last few years here. Um, but yeah, usually I try to uh, I try to like subcontract and and I've got a few kind of roster of people that I usually like to work with. Um, so I keep the team pretty tight. Um, but yeah, it's pretty much on like, on like a per project basis. Nice. So if you were to speak to um... I mean, I don't even want to say just just a high school kid, but and anybody right now out there that maybe is has been laid off due to COVID or, or um, or had to to change work for for the the crazy times that we're in, and they're interested in in earning more money with their drone. What would be the first three steps that you would, from your experience, you would um, you would want to tell them to do? Yeah, that's a fantastic question, especially especially for this year. Um, Probably first three steps I would say would be um, number one is research the industry. I mean, 
actually maybe maybe that would be step two because step one is kind of realizing that it might be some, something that you want to get into um so kind of having that knowledge that you know it might be either a hobby or a part-time thing that you want to get into um and then step two i would say would be to research um a little bit more into it and see kind of what you're up against because i feel like a lot of people don't know the full scope and scale of um the drone industry you know it's uh, it's much more complicated i guess than buying one and then just throwing it up in your front yard um, because there are the, the legalities behind it and everything. Um, so then in, in that kind of sense, step three would probably just be um, going for the advanced pilot license if possible. Um, I've, I found it, I, I mean, for me opening 10 times more doors than it would have been just doing the basic. Um, it has been um, a very great value added feature to the business and also even just to my own set of skills and the CV. Um, and it may seem daunting at first. Um, I know for me it did, and um, especially with coastal drones, education um, programs here, it's really helped me to, um, to make the process seem a lot less daunting. So to answer those questions that I had off the bat, and even, even in our preliminary communication before I actually took the course, um, they were able to answer all of my upfront questions. And I'm sure I'm not the only one who, only one who has a lot there, but um, yeah, I would just say to, to try and go for go go for the top and go for the advanced license and um with the high percentage that um you need to pass it you know it's very likely that you may fail a couple times beforehand but um the great thing is that um it's not just one try you can try again you can try again you can go back study try again you can go back onto the online course that you have full access to and then study some more and then try again so um, it's it's might sound cliche but it's it's kind of one of those things where just don't give up um but yeah, I found, I found probably that to be um, probably my best piece of advice would be just to, just to try it out. And, you know, if you, if you are struggling a little bit, a little bit, then the basics always there as well. Yeah. I think a lot of people don't know actually. Um, and it's a good, good point to clarify. Um, if you pass your advanced written exam, you're automatically issued a basic pilot certificate. So, yeah. so even if you, if you do, it takes you some time to get through that advanced. Um, you you get a certificate right away with that written exam, which the, you can then go practice flying your drone in uncontrolled airspace, far away from people. Everyone knows the the drill there. And then it's only until you pass your flight review that um, a school like ours will will upgrade your basic certificate to the advanced pilot certificate at when we when we submit the, the test results with Transport Canada. So that's a good point to clarify. But but totally. Um, agree with you there. Uh, we have we have clients ranging from eighty pilots on their on their team. Um, some of our resource companies have up to eighty pilots that are just on their just that work for them, um, all the way down to guys like you who are just who are just gunning it out um, solo initially, and and definitely across the board. If you if you want to get into flying a drone for professional purposes, whether that's for a company or doing it for yourself. Going advanced um, is is the way to go, for sure. So I I, I completely agree with you. Um, so research the market. Make sure this is something that that you're you're walking into with uh, with with both eyes open and and looking at the opportunities. Get your advanced pot certificate. That's really helped your business. Um, your first step was was uh, make sure that this is going to be something for you um, that, that that's professional instead of a hobby. What about um, finding a niche? This is something that we've come up 
come up to a lot is that the most successful companies we see have really have really at least started with a specialization. Is that is that something you would you would agree with? I think so. Yeah, and I, I think especially for us, um, yeah, we've mainly been kind of in like the nonprofit and and branded content space there. So yeah, I think finding a niche and and um, making sure that you're putting your putting your all into it instead of uh, I guess being a generalist and finding five different areas to put. Um, but 20% of your effort into. So yeah, I think, I think, I think it does help because there are only so many hours in a day, especially if you're, if you're kind of flying solo there, then, um, then you're able to put your hundred percent into one area. And, and what, what would you say your niche is? Yeah, probably like the nonprofit area, um, would, would probably be the biggest there. So, um, we've worked with a lot of, non, a lot of nonprofits around Canada, um, and had kind of multiple contracts with, with a few there. So they've been, they've been a pretty big kind of corporate, um, corporate niche area to focus into. And what are, what are they asking you to do on like, if you were to give a few of the, the most common uh, missions that you get from them? Yeah, so most have been um, pretty much um, kind of like branded videos and content, but also um, for a few of them, it's been facility uh, showcases. So around Canada, kind of more real estate showcases with the drones. Um, so that's been a big one for us, um, we found. So whether, yeah, whether they've just built a facility in Ottawa, then we would go out there and then um, uh, get the necessary clearance to be able to fly to fly for that project. Um, but then it's also been a very good added, added value feature for, uh, for the kind of branded commercials that we've been doing, um, kind of like a series of commercials for different ones. Cool. Um, are you seeing, uh, where, where are you seeing, like, where are you most excited about uh, getting into in terms of industry? Like, are there sectors that you're chasing or is there, is there an area of the market that you see that, that, that really excites you in the next six to 12 months that, that you think would, would uh, represent uh, a lot of business for your company? Yeah. So for us, I think, um, yeah, we, we, we'd probably still stay in, I guess, like the film sector there. Um, with still, uh, with still kind of expanding on the technology that, that we already have, but I actually do want to, um, kind of learn more and, um, explore more of the other sectors, uh, within like inspection and, um, and, uh, and certain types of, I guess, uh, like other uses of drones that a lot of people don't think about. Um, so I know search and rescue is using them and, and, and police are using drones nonstop to save lives. I've, I've always found that really interesting. So I think not in terms of the next six to 12 months, but in terms of, I guess, the next, uh, the next number of years, I do, uh, I, I do want to explore that space a little more because the industry is constantly changing. And I feel that, um, I feel that even just as like a after hours hobby, um, it might be interesting to kind of explore, um, other sectors and, and, and industries of what to get into. That's a good segue into my next question. So um, for those of you that don't know, and I'm sure most don't, Keaton uh, won our latest competition on Drone Safety Day, uh, where we asked some of our, or we asked our students to submit uh, pictures of them flying drones safely and, and Keaton's, Keaton's won. Um, so he's been enrolled in our, in our next Coastal Drone Pro course, which is industrial inspections taught by Cortland Pank of Osprey Integrity, and uh, Cortland is, is has been a longtime uh, partner of, of ours, and runs one of Canada's most successful uh, inspections companies. So we're really excited to roll that course out to you, Keaton, and and of course to anyone else that that is interested in it. 
Um, we, we think it's going to really give you an up when you're, uh, when you're looking into those new industries and, and give you the confidence and the skills uh, that, you'll, that you'll need to build out um, what, it, what it takes as a drone operator to, to be a safe and successful um, uh, inspections pilot. So that's very exciting. Um, what would you, what would you want to see from companies like ours? Like what are some of the, what are some of the areas that you would like to see training companies look at, uh, maybe invest in different types of technology to help pilots? Like what, where, where are some of the, the gaps that you see in, um, in, in getting your, 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 your pilot training and then going into to being a professional pilot? Like what, what would be some suggestions you might have for a company like ours? Yeah, I think um, just at least in my process, the, the process was super streamlined and I, and I was incredibly in, impressed with everything. There's not, there's not too much that I would say that would need improvement on. Um, I think especially in, in these times of um, virtual education, it's a fantastic time to be, to, to be online. But, um, you know, if we weren't in, um, I guess, 2020 and with COVID, um, and the current kind of world, world situation, um, I would say that in-person um, in-person training would be would be a, an incredible advantage for for a lot of people because I know um, a lot of the people who I've heard from um, have had trouble, I guess, uh, focusing in in other drone schools with it being online or with um, or with kind of having that that barrier of I guess self discipline. Some people are better at it than others. Um, and, I, and I know some people just learn learn better for in-person education. They're able to ask questions once once things come up in person and and things like that. So I think um, yeah, I think in-person would be a good area to explore. Obviously, not this year or soon, but um, one day I think maybe. Um, but also um, yeah, also just yeah, pretty much just um, just building on the on the online online education portion and always being up to date with the technology, which um, from my experience with Coastal has been pretty, pretty on the ball. They're always corner of the market, um, um, kind of up to date and, and almost ahead of the game at, at certain points from what I've seen. Thank you very much. Um, it's okay. You don't have to say that. <laughs> thank you. Um, yeah, no, we've, we've been looking at, at different ways to, to provide more of a practical approach um, challenging with COVID right now, but, but we're looking at some, some technology as well to maybe help bridge that gap. So, so that, that, that's good to know though. That is good feedback. Um, what are your thoughts on the, what are your thoughts on the Mavic mini? Give me, give yeah. me a rundown on, on that machine. Yeah. So it seems, it seems really great. I, I think it just seems like a great first starter drone, um, especially for people who, who, you know, are just entering it and don't, don't want to break the bank, don't want to break the bank, but also want something extremely portable and, uh, and just something that they can just pretty much just throw into their pocket or just throw, throw, throw into their bag and, and pretty much bring everywhere. I, I'm a fan of it. I think for, for, for that certain kind of area of people who, um, who are, I guess, hobbyists or even, even just, you know, they want to dive into the drone area but don't want to um break, break the bank and have thousands of dollars put into it i think it's a fantastic piece of technology yeah it's it's definitely a fantastic piece of technology i agree we we just bought a mini two um to check out and we'll be releasing a course soon actually on um 
where and how to fly your Mavic Mini safely and legally, because that's one of the biggest questions we get. Um, is I just bought this Mini. I know it's two forty nine, but I got the prop cards now. It's two fifty. Like, what do I do with this thing? Like, can I can I fly it in downtown Vancouver? And that's probably a whole other podcast. We can just talk about where you can fly your Mavic Mini. The answer is anywhere, pretty much. But um, but but obviously with some restrictions. Yeah, we we've been speaking with Transport Canada on on that, and they're they're pretty set that they've got the one rule, which is card nine zero zero decimal zero six. Don't be an idiot. Uh, if you are an idiot, we will s- throw the book at you. So just don't. Um, is 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 their view, but it's pretty vague. So I don't know. We we will see. I'm hoping that nothing bad happens um, with that thing. But uh, there's so many of them being sold now. It's just crazy, crazy. Um, okay. Well, that. What else do I do? You have any questions for us? Like, do you have any any? Based on we we have some pretty close years into the industry, would you have anything mm-hmm. that, that you'd wanna you'd wanna know about and looking looking down the line and, and what's coming in the drone industry? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm curious to know what, in your opinion, is the future of the industry there. How can you see things develop in the next few years here? I guess, or I guess, what's yeah, uh, what, what's your thoughts on that? Um, so everything is expanding quick. Uh, drones are being adapted in all corners of, of of markets. Companies are realizing that there's a lot of benefit to aerial data, aerial imagery, uh, the aerial perspective, and so they're looking at how do they get this data more often. If it's only a couple times a month or, or a couple times a year, then it, it makes sense to hire contractors or, or even or even more frequently. But but if you're looking to get get aerial data once a week or once every couple of weeks, it probably makes sense to start to start training your employees or, or to start hiring drone pilots. So we're seeing a lot of demand from companies looking to, to build drone programs within their own, within their own house, um, which is, which is great for the industry because it, it, it legitimizes the, the skill and the career of a drone pilot. Um, and it, it, it brings a lot of uh, demand for, for drone pilots in the industry, which is great. But we're also seeing a gap um, of where uh, folks are just getting so much more out of this technology and, and especially with COVID looking to start their own businesses. We, we're seeing a huge spike in, in people starting drone businesses. Um, and that's great for the industry as well, because w- when they start specializing, they'll be able to find those gaps where companies will still need to hire contractors because maybe they don't have the right sensor in their company or whatever. And it's just easier to hire a contractor for different types of services. Beyond visual line of sight is coming quick. Um, we're working with transport Canada on, on what those regulations look like. Um, envisioning a world of autonomous uh, drones that are able to navigate and avoid each other and avoid manned aircraft. And what does that world look like? Um, it's hard to imagine, but, but like I was at a conference in Whistler um, about a month ago and they're asking us this question. I said, well, imagine driving back to Vancouver and just like the highway, there's actually a highway of drones over your head coming back and forth doing, doing different missions and delivery and, and surveillance or whatever it might be. Um, so w- I think it's important to remember that we're really at the infancy of, of the drone space. This first round of regulation, basic and advanced in Canada and FAA, the part 107 in the States and, and around the world starting to figure this out. 
like this is this is we're just scratching the surface of what of what this industry is going to look like and what it's going to do um so buckle up (laughs) hopefully you're in it for the long haul because i i think there's going to be lots of room for everybody in it and especially those that have taken it seriously from the beginning Mm -hmm. Uh, but we're starting to see lots of companies gear up for beyond visual line of sight um, hiring chief pilots hiring operations managers like getting their own maintenance programs in place these are all things that um that a lot of companies are going to be looking for and whether they do that in-house or they start looking at folks that have a lot of experience in the drone industry, that's a cool opportunity for people um, in drones. But we also, I think, I think we also are going to start seeing some competitors rise up for, for DJI. Mm-hmm. So the, the drone manufacturers, um, DJI's had, had market share for a long time or dominant market share. And I, I think they will continue to do that for quite some time, but but we're starting to see some some players come up that are that are going to provide some interesting alternatives, like like Skydio, like super cool technology, automated. Uh, the X2 they're coming out with, which is going to be expensive, but it looks so nice. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how 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 and if that that shift happens on the drone manufacturer side as well. So yeah, I would say advice from Coastal Drone is is keep your ear to the ground and 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 just just know that. Um, this is it's only going up from here so uh it's it's an exciting time to be in this business awesome yeah i'm looking forward yeah i'm I'm looking forward to the future of the industry here yeah um okay well last question for you keaton before we close out we're just about out of time mm-hmm. um so you've got your advanced pilot certificate you're humming away with your business um you've got a couple drones if you were to add one more asset to your company, whether that be drones or training or people or, um, or grant funding or raising money, like what, what would you, what, what's the, the last thing that you would want to see right now in your business that would, that would bridge the gap to the next level? Yeah, I think, um, I'd say probably training and, and education. Um, I, I mean, at least for me, it's always been so crucial to get to that next step. Um, so figuring out um, how we can excel in the niche that we are. So how we can move forward and actually expand to have um, that, that growth of people. Um, and then from there, um, you know, provide the proper training and education to our people to provide a better um, product to the client. So I would say probably, yeah, probably the main piece for me would be um, training and education um, and then expanding from there. Okay. Awesome. That's, that's a, it's a great way to end it right on as we started. So, um, Keaton, thank you very much. Keaton Lawler is, uh, is who I'm speaking with and he is the, uh, founder and what's, what, what's, what, what's your official title? Yeah, I guess founder, uh, director of digital media, um, at Edgestone Media. At Edgestone Media. Awesome. Yeah. Thanks so much for taking the time. Um, and uh, yeah, keep, keep in touch and we look forward to seeing you succeed and grow. Absolutely. Thank you, Alec. I'm looking forward to the future of Coastal. Okay. Thanks. Awesome.